Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. And today we have on a really, really cool guest. Edgar Delgado is on the show, colorist for Marvel, co-creator of Ultra Duck, and so much more. We talk about so many things of getting through pandemic-wise, you know, creativity. We talk about feeling getting old in a sense here. And Edgar's really good backstory, really motivational, like... The people out there who say, oh, I can never be in comics or in the arts and shit like that. I say fuck yourself because Edgar's story will prove to you you can do it and your dreams are possible. Let it be known here, folks. I said it first. Your dreams are possible. I want to say thank you to everybody tuning in to this episode on whatever platform you're listening to. But be sure to subscribe to us, folks, for new episodes every Monday, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or comicchronicle.podbean.com. Or even on the YouTube page where we have the uh, podcast up, as well as my science show, Dino Times, where I dive into the science of paleontology, video games, toy reviews, and so much more on there as well. And that's Dakota Morgan on YouTube. Or if you guys are listening on whatever podcast app you're using, there's a shit ton of them out there now. Make sure you guys rate it, and it helps us out greatly, but subscribe for new episodes, like I said. And yeah, I'm at Dakota Morgan 3 on Twitter, at Dakota underscore Morgan 97 on Instagram. You want to catch up with everything I'm doing, and also on Twitch, CodaRex97. You rock, folks. You really, really do. And I don't want to butcher it anymore because this is a really, really good episode. So stay tuned for more on the podcast. We're doing a lot more fun stuff. There may or may not be a new merch line coming out for the show on a new merch platform. Stay tuned for that. And without further ado, though, let's dive right into my talk with Edgar. All righty. Now, Edgar, I like to start this with every person I bring on the show. Edgar, good man. Welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, do you... I got to start off by saying you seem like a man of finer tastes. And that sounds weird, but I want to be honest with you in this one because I, I didn't realize I wasn't following you yet on Instagram. But when I first checked out your Instagram, I'm like, man, this guy has good taste in beer and burgers. <laughs> well, thank you, I guess. I just... Uh, I mean, I guess I've been doing that for a long time, like drinking and eating. That mm. I developed like a, a certain filters through my life, you know. Yeah. You know, it's like they say you start, you do something uh, for a while, you start get better at it. So that's what happened to me. I just got Are better you... at, at drinking and, and eating. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Listen, yeah. we all have. As a talk we were just talking about before that we started recording, we've all gotten better at drinking and eating in the past year alone. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 I say that as there's a ja- bottle of Jack Daniels in my little studio here right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not drinking from it right now. I just have a can of pop, but uh, oh. or soda for those. Yeah, it's uh, nice to it's nice to have the option, right? Oh my God, yes. Oh yeah. Oh, very much so. Very much so. I do got to say though, you have taken and people who are like, aren't you guys talking about comics? We'll talk about comics, but I got to say this. And I was scrolling through your Instagram. I fell in a hole and like this guy's life is fascinating, and your work's beautiful. And I was oh, looking thank at it. You. Well, of course, of course. And I was meaning it's like you took and taken the next step of a, of a coffee lover because I saw it was a while ago you did it, but you grew your own coffee plant, made your own coffee from it. It's really, uh, it's 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 been like like uh, I mean, the the pandemic world gets you. Uh, it starts to shift your interests, you know, something like that. And because before that, you're just focused on the everyday life, like uh, you know, work and. Uh, do your regular routine, go out, go out on the weekends and stuff. Yeah. But then once like half of your life gets like shut down, 
you have to like start looking inside of what you have in your house, which yeah. is, which is weird, but it happens. I mean, that's one of the few things that that this uh, whole situation, uh, you know, uh, made 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 happen. Uh, I know a lot of people that start to get into different weird hobbies and mm-hmm. and they ha- and they have fun doing that. Uh, I know some people. I mean, not a lot, but most of the people that used to work at home, now they just uh, they stayed at home, but they got they develop different interests because they they don't have to go out anymore. So yeah, yeah, so it's kind of like like, a... like uh, you know get uh, find something else to do yeah. uh, inside their house. So what happened with me is that, uh, like I said, I, I got better at drinking and eating because. Uh, uh, I realized I knew we had when when my wife uh, designed the the, uh, the garden that we have outside of, the, of our house. Mm-hmm. The guy that 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 uh, put all the plants put a coffee uh, plant outside, oh. just because it looks nice. I mean, it's one of those one of those uh, trees that that is, is nice, is gorgeous, is, and the and it, and sometimes make the the grows the uh, the beans mm-hmm. because it's a fruit so what happened was that uh, it started to get uh, the, the plants started to grow a lot of them and once once we got like a lot of free time we started to uh, you know search online if we can make coffee out of it yeah so is, at least you looked it up first. Can I actually consume this coffee bean before yeah. like taking it from the plant? Because the next thing you know, yeah, because... Edgar. Oh, Edgar died. He died from <laughs> his own coffee. Yeah, because you you never know. Maybe maybe coffee that they sell. I mean, this is like an ignorant uh, uh, comment because uh, we're not used. To, we're so used to just buy the stuff made that you don't realize that you can make it yourself. You know. Which is like I think most of the people should like live their life in the future, like realizing that they can make their own stuff yeah. instead of just like perpetuating this consumer cycle, you know. Which a lot of people have seen done and done too. I mean, I'm with you 100%. People are finding new things about themselves and new hobbies to do inside of the house. I mean, I've got. I don't know if I ever put it on record. I've talked about it privately with people. Is I think the whole time. Especially you and I, we work in comics, right? And I do, I like, half my life is dedicated to working in comics as a writer for seven books. And then right. also, other half of my life is dedicated to, I would say, working with animals. So it's like the arts, comics included, like, it's all the art stuff I do with film and television and then comics. And then the other half is animal stuff. But because I work with exotic animals and I work in an animal oncology center, it's like, oh, that's awesome. Cool thing. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. And it's like, this whole thing, I believe, we got to look at the positivity of it, right? I like to look at the positivity. I, I like everyone else. We got a shit ton of negativity in our lives. Right. So I try yeah. to look at positive. I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the positives throughout this whole crazy end of the world has been we've all evolved in some way, whether good or bad. I think we've evolved, and a lot of it, I mean, a few people have been bad. We've seen on Twitter, but you know, most of the time, people, everybody, this whole thing has affected everyone in the world. No matter your age, sex, gender, whatever it may be, I think right. we've all evolved into a better or worse person in some circumstances here. Either way, everyone's gone through an evolution in the past year. Right. I, right. I personally, like, I was 100% in 
comic writing. I was working doing the podcast. I was doing film like crazy, television stuff like crazy, and animal caretaking was put to the side a little bit. I'm like, oh, I'll retire as an animal caretaker. Pandemic happened, and it's like, oh shit, I can still write the comics. We're still doing that, but I can't go on a film set anymore, um, television set. I can't do any of that jazz anymore. Nor would I want to for ones that are open because I don't want to get sick. So it's right. like the whole thing of, well, what am I gonna have to do now? Okay, let me find myself here. Now I'm doing so much more animal caretaking, like a reptile sanctuary and shit. Like, I've gone back to my science roots and my animal roots, like, or animal caretaking roots. Like, I think we've all done that. You now with the coffee beans and growing stuff outside, like, that's one thing too. So, I mean, am I wrong in saying that, or do you think like we've all kind of gone through this? No, I think I, I mean, well, the 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 coffee thing is is just. I mean, I'm not like a. Uh, I'm brewing my own coffee or anything. Just an yeah. experiment that I did. I because uh, you need a lot of plants uh, and a lot of beans to make one cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 cup. The I think we did two cups with uh, like months of uh, of waiting for oh. for beans to grow because we oh. only have one plant. But uh, that's one of the things uh, uh, doing that that made me realize made made me and my wife realize a lot of, a lot of uh, bad habits that we used to have. Uh, uh, because uh, what we're doing is that uh, uh, I mean I didn't. Uh, weird thing is, in one year that I've been uh, inside uh, my house, is that I I lost like twenty pounds. Oh Jesus, good, because, good on you, good man. Because I I started like changing habits, yeah. and we uh, just to have something to do we started to doing uh, more exercise in yoga inside a house mm, so okay. now i mean i now i feel a lot better than i did a year before and if it was if it weren't for the uh, for the lockdown i don't think i would have started to do that oh 20 pounds makes a difference man like 20 pounds will make you feel better that's despite what people think oh 20 pounds sounds like nothing oh 20 pounds is a lot like when you, yeah, when you come down to it oh yeah it's a lot like it's I've even, I've even been even been uh, you know drinking less. Oh, you you're one of the few. Yeah, <laughs> one, one of the very few people who are doing also that. Because, because I I think uh, I don't know it's it's just it's it's because of the exercise and because of uh, uh, getting being uh, at at least that happened to me being inside to to uh, I mean not having the release of going outside just to like. Uh, uh, you know, well, yeah, do a, a release your mind and just uh, uh, not being inside all the time. When, like we used to before the pandemic, you you you, you went out and you know, like do something else, uh, and you and you drank and you go to movies and you uh, you know go to restaurants or bars. Yeah. But not having that, uh, I started to think that well, I started to feel like just staying home and drink. It was a bit. It, it got a bit dangerous mentally, wise, you know. Yeah, which is because, true. It's very true. Yeah, because it, it can get. You can spiral inside yourself. Uh, uh, I don't know how to put it. You just, you just, you're just inside your house, inside yourself, and inside the habit of, like, numbing. Yeah, so. and it's like, especially if I mean, you can have like your wife or your husband in there with you, but if the problem is is you get inside your head a lot, where I think a lot of people happen to... You're not wrong. You're entirely 100%. A lot of us got inside of our own head, for better or for worse. Like, us as creatives, if we get inside our own head, 
sober-wise, we're pretty good because it means like, oh, I can draw this, or oh, here's a good storyline for something, or oh, let me ink this, or whatever the hell it is, like something along those lines, or hey, let me create this. Right. That's what it jazz like. But then if you go in, it's like you're always drinking, always booze and jazz like that, then turns into a whole other Right, and it's, and it's very different, uh, you know, getting inside yourself outside your house and, and, and you yes. know, and being in a bar or, or with other people and, you know, like expressing yourself uh, or getting some feedback from the oh, world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and getting inside yourself just inside your ha your house. It's uh, yes. a yes. different experience and I think it's, it's, uh, it's more dangerous when you're just, uh, you know, spiraling inside yourself in the same place always. This is this is a very fancy way of saying to drink at drink drinking outside is is way more fun <laughs> than doing it. <laughs> well, I own. mean, yeah, <laughs> that's why bars is so good. That's <laughs> why we do well in them. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in the slightest. But you know, what I got. I think I don't, this is one where I wonder if I put it on record. Saving. Part of the things that saved me a little bit. Oh, there's numerous scenes. My girlfriend, one being one of them. Is uh, one of the, and so many other vices that you've done or we have right now, but comic books right now, whether I'm just reading them or I'm working on them like, on my own for my uh, company, SGGS Comics, like whether I'm doing one of the seven books I work on or I'm just reading somebody else's, that's honestly been one of the things that's got me through a lot. Like, has it been the same with you and like being creative on what you do with everything that you do because you do a bunch? Has it been yeah. one of those things where you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, work work is always good. I, actually, uh, right now I'm 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 while well, I'm talking to you, I'm working on a page. It's one of the oh, things man. I can do. I can do at the same time, uh, without like getting too distracted, because it's it's just like uh, one of those things that I can do automatically, mm -hmm. you know, like coloring pages. And uh, I mean, I'm one of the few of the lucky ones that still get to do this uh, regularly after. After the like you say the end of the world, yeah. Because uh, because I mean not 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 many uh, of my peers uh, have have the lot of, of still working on this and you know paying the bills and stuff because. Well, we we both know comic books folks have been. I mean, you've done work at Marvel and you got your own stuff going on too. But it's like even me and my indie company, we got we got hit hard. Like I think everybody in comics got hit hard too. Yeah, problems like. It's all that whole thing of like nobody got away on skate. People are like, oh my god, it must have been awesome to be a comic book writer or an artist or an inker or a, a letterer or anything like that. And like, yeah, you would think so, but we got hit hard too because it's not like we could sell the books to people. Right. Like, and it was like that whole thing of be a lot of comic book people. I don't think I've mentioned on the show before. A lot of comic book folks have lost their jobs as of recently yeah. in the past months. Like it's been bad. It's, it's yeah, been it really is. bad, but. The few of us making it through, you know, we're trying to push through, trying to get those people hooked on projects and jazz. Like, yeah, I we acknowledge it. We are both pretty lucky in what we do with that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, try. I I do my best to, uh, you know, like try to try to get some stuff out so people get can get distracted. You know. Yeah. Like, don't think too much about. How horrible the world is right now. L listen, man, if I could turn it, you're absolutely right. If I could t open a book of Spider Man and rather than turn on CNN, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm 100%. What's wrong with Peter Parker these days? The guy who's troublesome. 
Or it's like, right. you know what? Life is fucked up. Let me look at the fucked up life of Matt Murdock, Daredevil. <laughs> They're just going out in there. His life, my life may be worse, but his life is still bad, too. I'm not going to read about that. Right. Oh, God. So, so yeah, yeah, that's that's life right oh, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we're making it through in jazz. Like, we really are. I, I, I got to ask you, though, as kind of a thing, I like to hear about people's origin stories, and people find them very motivational, and you never know what can come of it from somebody hearing yours. What sure. got you in the comic, man? What was that thing that you had when you were a kid? Or maybe you're an adult. Who knows? I've, I've heard it all. Let me tell you, in myself, it wasn't somewhat of an adult. What was that thing that got you in the comic books, Edgar? Uh, I, I've been, I, you know, I, I always said that it is, if I don't do, I don't know how to do anything else, you know, it's oh. one of those, one of those things that I, I, I've always, ever since I was a kid, I, I always wanted to work on comics. Mm -hmm. I, I have the memory of, uh, of, uh, when I was a kid and watching cartoons, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like five, six years old, I was, and, uh. Uh, I started to, th there was this, this recurring stuff that I kept seeing growing up that uh, I used to pay too much attention to the credits of everything. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when I started to, I, I remember, I specifically remember knowing who Chuck Youngs was. Oh. Uh, because some cartoons, uh, most of my favorite uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons mm -hmm. uh, had the uh, directed by Charles M. Jones. And then other cartoons were like directed by Charles M. Jones. Then, then all of a sudden they started to say directed by Chuck Jones because he changed his uh, his signature. Uh -huh. And when that when that happened, I was uh, there. There's somebody doing this. I mean, there there's some there's a person behind all this. Because when you're a kid, you kind of think that all the stuff that you like is done magically. You know, mm -hmm. it just appears on the screen or on the paper. Uh, but when I, when I realized that there was somebody else, some uh, somebody doing that and maybe getting paid, you know, like it was like it it was uh, a job. Uh, I I I said to myself, okay, that's what I that's what I want to do when I grow up. Uh, mm. At first, at first, I I thought I wanted to be an animator, uh, maybe direct cartoons. Uh, but then, for some reason, I fell in love with with the medium of comic books, uh, because it happened when I when I learned to read, I I, uh, I also look for the credits on the on the comic books. Mm -hmm. That's when I found, you know, like uh, John Romita, uh, Stan Lee, uh, Jim Aparo, uh, you know, all these all these uh, great artists and writers that used to do the comic books I liked. So. So I, I said, okay, I, I want to be Stan Lee when I grow up. That was my goal. Wow. Well, yeah. like that was a lot of us, though. <laughs> yeah. I I think we, I think it happened. I think it happened to because I I've I've talked with this to a lot of my friends and they all say uh, a variation of the same thing that they uh, there was a, a moment when they realized that somebody was doing all this stuff that that there was uh, people behind the the work. Uh, and they said, "This is a job. I want to do this." You know, and uh, and that that's that what happened to me. I, I I started to do my own comic books. I started to uh, to fill uh, notebooks with drawings and uh, stories. And uh, mm. and I also and I also started to to you know like stop paying attention to <laughs> to school. 
which is something I don't recommend to young people, but you know, it happened to me. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, eventually I, I published my own, my own book when I was 17 years old in Mexico. Oh, shoot. And that's, uh, that's when it all, uh, it just like went from there. Uh, before you know it, I was working comic, uh, coloring comic books for, for the, for Dark Horse. So it was, I mean, dude, you have the same backstory as me a little bit here. Just, you, you fell in love with the behind the scenes. You knew everybody there. I almost say you were born for it. I, you know what? I could say you're born for it, Edgar, because that seems like it, man. That's a beautiful story of like you, you paid attention. Like you actually saw the work that was behind there. Cause there's so many of us as kids growing up that we're like, Oh yeah, whatever. Like some kid, some guy made it. And then we grew up and we're like, wait, I want to be that guy now. Actually, hold on. But as a kid, you're like, I, I want to be that guy you saw early on, which I mean, shit, you're doing work right now while talking, which is more common on the show than you think. And that means, I mean, you're, you're a very big fucking professional in my opinion here, but thank you. Of course, like that's a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, though, Edgar. It's a very beautiful thing to see or to hear Thanks. about. Thanks. It was. Uh, I mean, it, it, like I said, I, a lot of my friends have the same, have the same. Uh, I mean, a variation of that of that story. Mm. I had the advantage uh, of. Uh, I mean, I'm not from the states. I I, I live in. I'm from Mexico. I live in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had the advantage of, of living uh, near near Texas. I, I I'm from Monterrey, Mexico. It's a city that's uh, two hours from uh, from the Texan border, okay. and we all had you know like access to um, American stuff before everybody else in Mexico. So mm-hmm. and we also could like travel easier to the states to get new stuff you know, like uh, American comic books uh, before they were published in Mexico because, uh, I mean, we, we in those days, I'm talking about the 80s. Yeah. We used, <laughs> we used to get everything, like, uh, in Spanish, but, like, three or four years before they were uh, uh, published in the States. Oh, shit. I, I remember I saw Star Wars in 1980, I think. Really? Because that's when, that's when it was released in Mexico. Wow! And, and this uh, this funny wow. this funny uh, this funny memory I have when I saw the movie and uh, I was blown away by it and uh, you know for my little kid brain it was like the yeah. greatest the, the like a, you know like well like everybody my age we were blown away by that movie yeah and then I rem- I remember my father uh, had gone to Texas for something. And he saw the Empire Strikes Back because it was uh, it was just released. Oh Jesus! So, oh so my God! He, he came back telling me that there was a sequel to Star Wars, and I'm like, what? And he he told me the whole story. He 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 spoiled the whole movie for me. I remember I was Did because you dad. He he, he oh told me that Luke got his got his hand caught and that Vader was his father and and oh, like. That had to break you. Yeah, no, it did. I was like, I was, what, 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 what? I, I, but at first I thought was he was making it up. But, uh, 
But then, uh, like two years later, the movie was released in Mexico, and I finally Jesus. saw it. Jesus! And I already knew what was going to happen, so it was a weird, weird experience. I, I still I remember that for for years, that was my least favorite movie. Oh, <laughs> fair. And, fair. And I think it was, it was because of that. I so, mean, let we should clarify something for people, the younger members of the audience here. Because I, I grew up with it, too, of not having movies. There was a few years in between. It wasn't, like, a year in between for a fucking movie sequel, like, nowadays. There was at right, least right. three to four years in between Empire and A New Hope. There was definitely a few years in between. And so you had to be a god on the playground. You had to be, like, or wherever it was, you had to be a god amongst your friends, being like, hey, guys, I know what Star Wars the sequel is. People were like, there's no sequel. You know, I, I I'm not sure if I remember telling everybody else about about it. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Maybe oh, I did. Maybe, oh. maybe I kept it to myself because it was. I mean, it was like like a secret that they didn't want to share with anybody else. It was. You could have been a ladies' man, though, Edgar. You could have <laughs> been like, "Hey, what's up, girl? Uh, yeah, I know Star Wars sequel. Uh, yeah, uh huh. Hey, you want to know Say. about it? Come on with me." <laughs> Hey, honey, you want to know who's, who's uh, uh, Luke's father is? Eh? That would have gotten you laid. We may joke, but that really would have gotten you laid. I was too. <laughs> I, was too I was I was oh, like Yeah, okay, yeah, you're old. good. Oh, you could have gotten a kiss <laughs> at the playground on the cheek when like, one cheek kiss, please. <laughs> I don't know. In fairness, I mean, I guess I grew up with people that grew up fast because um, I've never told this story, and I don't think on any media before. Like, there was in third grade, this is a tangent, but third grade recess we had a friend of mine steal his mom's wedding ring and he's right. like oh dad left she's never gonna need it again and this is third grade and the guy proposed <laughs> to the crush of mine my first crush i won't say her name and he proposed with a wedding ring and gave her hershey kisses and said these are prequel kisses for later the guy knew what prequel meant in third grade oh my <laughs> he was god going yeah, it's like, it's like, what happened in third? What do you remember about third grade? Uh, I remember being part of the wedding, and we had some guy like wear a white, like a little string around his neck, and pretending to be the uh, priest. And we, I was like the best man. I, yeah, I went to the wedding for my first ever crush, <laughs> like first time school crush. I saw her getting married in third grade recess, and then the safety patrol, the kids who had the sashes that were supposed to be in charge of keeping us delinquent kids in, in check, we were like, oh, the cops are coming, and then we all bolted all over the place. So in third how, grade, how old were you? Oh God, third grade. Maybe eleven. Like no, not eleven. I would say probably five, six. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person. Well, let me tell you, go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad. Let me tell you, I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be. Comics, it's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address. 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, and downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them drawntocomics.com or find them on social media and the number is 623-847-9090. You give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully, 
you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, draw on the comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital, too, so it's a little bit of a toss-up. Support brick-and-mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to future me. Hey, if I knew what Star Wars was, I could have I could have been married to my first girl. That's funny. Oh god. Yeah, so you never know what could have happened back then, man. You never know. I, I if somebody who I know from third grade is listening now, which I highly fucking I don't got a lot of listeners, but I highly doubt it. But if they're listening, they're gonna contact me and be like, Oh my god, does that mean we're actually married? And I'm gonna say no. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. I, I wish it would. That guy had game. Uh, I'll say his name. Marquise had game back in the day, so he would have definitely given out the Star Wars secrets. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! But man, yeah, yeah you no, got no. I was I was a little shy kid, so you, oh, <laughs> you were you were the innocent one. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair I enough. guess I never I never thought of that. So hey, you know what? Live my life again. I will try. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> reincarnate the Buddhist way. Reincarnation that works, right? Yeah. No. yeah. Oh my god. Oh, someone's going to have to animate that story, please. I'd pay for that. <laughs> um, oh, childhood. But yeah, man, but you've done a lot of work in comics, to say the least. And you've done a lot of work. I mean, you see, I've seen you post about it a lot, is Marvel work and jazz like that. I got to ask, because we all have our favorites. Like, one of my series is my favorite. I won't say which one, because I don't want fans to go to that one only. I like seven of them, because I like what thing I'm writing about. But is there something that you've worked on that's maybe your favorite? Now it could be Ultra Duck, I know, but is there anything like that you've worked on that you think is your favorite? That's not yours. For Marvel, uh, it, I, I have a really soft spot for uh, for Superior Spider-Man. Really? Yeah, I I, uh, I really like that series. I think uh, it was really well written. Uh, it was a good it idea. Was a, it was a surprise for everyone. I mean, it was a surprise for me. I don't, I don't know if it was a surprise for Dan, how the oh. series turned out. Yeah. Uh, I know he was, I know he was surprised with all the death threats that. that oh was yeah, oh yeah. But uh, I remember when when I got offered that series because I was working on Spider Man and it was like a, the logical thing to to do is that okay, I do the next the next series because I'm I'm under contract with uh, mm. Marvel. So it was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna uh, end Amazing Spider-Man. We're gonna launch a, this new series called Superior Spider-Man. And then uh, the weird thing is, I didn't know what it was gonna be about. I found oh. out they were gonna kill Peter because, as a colorist, they don't really tell you anything. They just like send yeah. you the pages, and, and you find out with with everybody else. But uh, I, they send me the the issue where Peter dies. God. It's uh, 700. No, I did 699.99 and 700, I think. Yes, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And yeah, and Peter dies and gets his uh, body swapped. Yeah. So, uh, Otto so Octavius I, re Spider I read Man, this. What's that? I said it's Otto Octavius as Spider Man. Like, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it just yeah, it blows I, your I, mind. I found out reading the script. When I oh, read God. the script, I was like, it ended and like, I'm like, the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! They actually did it. <laughs> and yeah, and I was like, uh, "Oh my god, they're gonna, people are gonna freak out. They're gonna, they're gonna hate us. I mean, they're gonna hate everywhere." I'm, I'm, mm -mm. Good luck. But you know, 
I'm like, uh, okay, well, it's, this is my job, you know, I want, I'm, I'm going to do this and see what happens. Yeah. So that happened, and then they offer me a superior because they say, okay, now this, this is, this is going to happen. Uh, Otto is going to be Spider-Man now. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. In the back of my mind, I, I, I always thought, and this is something I, I, uh, I uh, publicly, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I really apologize to, to Dan for mm-hmm. thinking this. But I didn't think it was going to work. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not going to last. People are going to hate it and they're going to they're gonna just uh, bring Peter back. Oh but uh, but once we but even even with that in mind I always try to do my best work even if I don't think uh, the idea is that appealing to me because it's not I mean that's not that's not my job you know mm-hmm. my job is not to come up with, with the uh, I'm not the writer so I, I trust the writer to do the, to do what's right but my it's... job is to make make sure the penciler and the writer yeah. look good. You know, mm-hmm. that's but, but the thing is, like, you, you're still a fan. And the, the thing oh, is, yeah. when you're still a fan, like, there's going to be some stuff that comes to the pipeline. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? I, I, I know Paul has probably said that once. I think he's told me that he's multiple times. Uh, Trinidad, my, the artist for all books, he's come through. And so he's like, I was surprised you did. That. <laughs> like, he went, you know, Paul's, Paul's come through and he's like, that was really cool. And it was that whole thing of like, I've had, um, I've had some people proofread my scripts. I work in the comic book business too before. And they look, they come back and they're like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but as a fan, like when you get that down the pipeline, Peter Parker dying, right? You're going to be thrown back by that. And it's like, oh, Audio Octavius is that? Like, oh God, like I'm, I'm, you know what? In fairness, I would have been with you and be like, oh my God, everyone's going to hate us and they're going to try to kill us. (laughs) This is is like, what the hell? it was a bit scary at first, but like like I said, then then uh, you start. I mean, I uh, even though I, I I didn't really thought the idea was gonna work, I trusted that. I mean, I know and I like what Dan does. I I know he's a great writer. I, I really like his stuff, and uh, I knew he was gonna pull it off. I didn't know if the if the if the readers were gonna like it, but I knew I knew he was gonna do his best. Mm. Uh, effort and it was going to some it's going to be something interesting uh because it you never know sometimes you have a great idea or somebody has you think it's a great idea and you like it but people don't respond to it uh and sometimes you think the stuff is not going to work but people respond it's, it's weird to me because it uh, is. It is. Uh, you put you put something stuff out there and uh and it's all on the reader's hands now. You just you just can't do anything about it. So you just, just hope that that people uh, people uh, accept it. So with uh, with Superior that happened. Okay, maybe I, I'm not I'm not sure if it's gonna work. Uh, okay. I hope it does because I want to keep my job. Yeah, but, yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be and, like no. And this, but the surprise is not just that it. What surprised me is that it just not it just uh, not only worked it was really popular. Yeah, and it was one of the best books I will work with. Uh, it was really well written. The character was really interesting. You no, know, Otto Spider-Man was great. I mean, I I, I really like that character. 
Oh yeah, was... like it's yeah. I mean, shit. He actually felt the moment I'll cry telling this every time is I get emotional. Is that he felt for Peter? Like you know what? The moment when you knew people like it's not gonna work. I'm like, no, it's gonna work because instead of him just going on a bad rampage, Otto's like, oh my god, you're a kid and you dealt with all of us right. and you dealt with all this pain. Oh my god, I'm gonna try to live up to who you were. Like that right. sort of thing. I butchered it a little bit, but that sort of thing that he was telling him and he said to him when he was dying, he said to himself, like, that right there proved to me Superior Spider Man his dogs are going nuts right now. Superior Spider Man was gonna work. I and one, right. the costume design looked awesome. And two, I was always a huge fan of it too. I'm not even kidding you. I love the Superior Spider Man with a passion. And also, you're not the first person to say they love Superior Spider-Man on this podcast. You're like the fifth person in my years of doing this show. <laughs> I, as far as I can remember, you're the fifth person, too. Like, a lot of people, and not and someone who's worked in the business, too, like, a lot of people in comics love Superior Spider-Man. Like, that, it stands the test of time, and I think if you go back and read it, it's it still holds up. Yeah. No, yeah, and and the popular, the, the character got so popular that it's even, even the, uh, you know, Otto return, uh, dying and, you know, returning his body to Peter, yeah. the character's still around. Yeah, uh, he's I've, gone. I've seen, I've seen him in, uh, I mean, he's part of the Spider-Verse now. People like him. I mean, I yeah, remember I... There, were, there, were, there were even talks of, uh, uh, you know, people on, on conventions, you know, going, going to my table and saying that, that secretly they didn't want Peter to come back. You know? Oh really? <laughs> oh God! Oh, I just wanted ooh. to keep keep reading, uh, you know, Superior Spider-Man for for more more time. But you know, Peter had to come back. It was that was the main hook. Yeah, I mean, you knew eventually he was gonna come back. That was the whole thing with it. Like, if you're gonna enjoy your time, you know, eventually he's gonna come back, though. But you're gonna if you're enjoying the time in between, then life's doing pretty good. Yeah. Man. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's the one I I have a really soft soft spot for Superior Spider-Man. I Man. really like that series. I like it. I like it a lot. Now you do a lot of your own stuff too. We can't not not talk about it. Is I believe Ultra Duck. Yeah, Ultra Duck. Yeah, that's, that's my uh, that's my little uh, retirement plan. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. It's a very yeah. good way to put it. Uh, tell me about that. Tell the fans and everyone listening right now about Ultra Duck, man. Ultra Duck was the uh, like I, like I told you at the beginning. The when I was seventeen years old, I published uh, my own my own comic book, and that's how I started. Uh, Ultra Duck was the the book that I published. I published the uh, a little black and white version of it when I was seventeen in Mexico. Uh, I remember that my. I gotta get a lot of credit to my family because they they helped me a lot with it. Uh, nice. My father knew that I was like not caring about anything else but doing comic books. He knew that that was what I wanted to do. Uh, but you know, like any any parent, he was uh, worried that you know this might not be a career, which is mm -hmm. understandable, you know, because I mean, how many how many people do you know that? working comics and, and make a living out of it. It's just not wrong. wrong. It's very rough. It is a very tough market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's rough. And, and especially in Mexico that uh, in those days, the market, uh, and there was no market for independent stuff. All, all we had were reprints of, uh, of uh, American comic books and uh, Mexican comic books were like, uh, 
you know, dying off. Mm. So, uh, but you know, I really, really wanted to do this. So uh, he helped me, he helped me with that. And he told me like, uh, okay, I'm going to help you publish this and I'm going to help you sell it. Uh, but if it doesn't work, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's going back to, to regular life now, you know? No, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, it's very, it's a very interesting ultimatum you have here, father. Yeah. So uh, like, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, regular life, meaning, you know, studying, uh, going to school, uh, getting a job, you know, stuff like that. So I, uh, I did the first, uh, the first issue, uh, we printed it. And in those days, there was like a, a small boom of, uh, of interest for American comic books mm -hmm. because Superman just died. Oh, like around that time, 90, okay. 92, 93, 94, something like that. Something, yeah, something along that line. And uh, and that created like an interest, like a global interest in, in American comic books. Mm. So people were like, uh, like receptive to the idea of, you know, like superhero comics. Mm. And uh, and that that's how we 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 kind of like uh, got into the, the craze. Like people like comic books. People like superhero comic books. Okay, here's one made in Mexico, you know, and uh, and that I think that helped because the first issue sold really well. Mm. So I, I got to do the second one, and then and a third one, and then a fourth one. Shit. And then uh, I concluded that story because I, I I ended up saying, okay, this is a four issue miniseries. I'm going to do something else, and then I. I released uh, another comic book of uh, a group of uh, of superheroes from from the same universe, mm -hmm. which is called uh, the Valiants, which I also just uh, republished. Very nice. And uh, I started. My idea was to to create a universe of uh, like furry animal superheroes. And uh, and that that uh, that. Uh, Opened a lot of doors for me, and also taught me a lot of stuff about the business. I, it taught me how to how to how to write a comic book, how to draw one, how to color in Photoshop, mm -hmm. and how to sell a comic book, and also about how to. Uh, this is the, the most important part was how to sell one, because uh, one thing I realized when I published it is that okay, this, I have all these boxes of comic books in my house. Now what the fuck am I gonna do with this? You know? Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. Like you're published. Yeah, good luck selling. Like oh, yeah. fuck. that's another thing. So I I had to like go to go to distributors, uh, beg them to take my take my book. I went like like going to, uh, you know, uh, grocery stores, uh, oh, like uh, uh, drugstore uh, drugstore places that had that sold magazines and comic books mm. to sell my my stuff. And, uh, and, you know, I, I, I think that that was my, that was my college, that was my university. Just mm -hmm. doing that, doing that on my own, uh, taught me a lot of the business and a lot of, uh, about making comic books. And then, uh, when, when that dried up, <laughs> because I was really independent, but I, I was, you know, like making enough money to, to print the second issue. Well, the, mm -hmm. the the next one, you know, and that's definitely not really a business model. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
I I had to start looking for for normal work. But all I, I knew how to do was comic books, you know. It was like a double-edged sword. I wanted to do comic books, but all I learned to do was to come more comic books. So I had to, if I wanted to do what my father wanted, like getting a job, was to find a job doing comic books, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it like, like what a do you, cycle. Like, <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? Like, you've done all. I love that, though. I love that. You were on the ground floor with your own book, man. Like, you were down in the trenches with it, which is awesome. Yeah, I was. I, I compared it. Those days, I compared it to having a band. And oh, going, <laughs> Having to, uh, you know, getting gigs on all these shitty places because that—that's oh what we were doing. I was, I was doing, doing shows and, uh, you know, small conventions in towns or other cities where uh, nobody, nobody knew who the fuck we were. But we, but we, when when the show ended, everybody knew who we were. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, uh, oh my god, this, this book's nice. You're and you're Mexican and you're like doing, doing stuff for uh, for uh, for us. You know. It was like like that that feeling that okay the, there's not just American comic books there's like stuff from from for us you know yeah or Mexicans Mexican uh, Mexican stuff made by made for Mexicans I love and, it man. and that uh, that was like that helped but I but still didn't pay the bills yeah yeah that's the thing too I mean well that's the thing it's like when you when you get in the comics. I, I one I love that though because that's like you're a big inspiration to so many people probably that you don't even realize by the way of doing all that, and two I think is also the thing of people think we're rich when we work in comic books. I don't know where that notion came from, but it's for some unknown reason, I guess maybe. But if you don't, like, if you get picked up by a movie, you got some money. You're not filthy fucking rich, yeah. But you yeah, got yeah. some like. Hey guys and gals, Dakota here with a quick little ad break for you. So folks, we always know the classic saying, wear your freak flag high. Now you can, because the Comic Chronicle podcast now has its own little merch line on Redbubble. That's right, folks, we have our own little merch line with some fun little logos. Of course, our Man of Steel-esque logo for the Comic Chronicle podcast. You can get on mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, posters, prints, all sorts of stuff like that on there. And of course, we sell some exclusives that you may be interested in in this new world era that we live in. One of those designs we feature is the little branding called Vigilante in Training. Let people know when you wear your mask or if you want to get a sticker version of the little iconic logo there. Rough dick looking uh, stamp on there on your mask that's blue, a little dark blue. Vigilante in Training. Or if you want, we have in a word bubble on there, trying to best to explain this on a podcast, and a word bubble, Make Comics Not War. Get that on t-shirts, sweaters, posters, a mask, buttons, phone cases, all sorts of stuff like that on there. And of course, lastly, we have Blockbuster Kid. Take on the Blockbuster logo. You know, a lot of us, like myself, we grew up a Blockbuster. Or, you know, you're a semi-medium age adult and you like Blockbuster too. You want to support the past and keep a little bit of retro on there. You can do that too. Get your t-shirts, masks, buttons, stickers with Blockbuster Kid written on there too. You can check out the store for the Comic Chronicle podcast on Redbubble. And an easier way to do so is you can click the link in the show notes below. And that will help you guys and take you straight down to it. Go to Explore Designs and see what all the fun stuff we have for you guys. See the logos for yourself and support the podcast all in the same sense i give you guys stuff for free which is the podcast and now we give you some merch wear that freak flag high folks so thanks for tuning into this episode and without further ado let's take it back to dakota from the past you know i don't 
I don't know. Like people think, oh, you have your own comic book. You must be rich and famous. Like, mm, maybe <laughs> I'm on a niche market. Yes, but I don't know, man. Yeah, that's awesome though. Like you are a true hard worker. Thanks. Thanks. I I I, I tried <laughs> for a long time. For a long and, for a long time. Yeah, I mean, shit. I'd say it work out. <laughs> I, I'd say it really <laughs> did work out. Well, yeah, because in the end, in the end, what happened it was that uh, uh, I learned uh, of all the things I learned to do uh, for the, for some weird reason, coloring was the easiest one. It was the one that got uh, you know like uh, uh, it was the easiest uh, part of that for me. You know, I I, for, I don't know why I, I got an eye for it or I I learned fast about color and shadow and light. Something happened, and then uh, when it was time to find to look for work, uh, a friend of mine from Mexico also wanted to publish a, a comic book, but he didn't want to publish in Mexico. He was like fed up with it. He, he was like, okay, Mexico is nice, but uh, there's no money here. So we, we got to go to the States, you know, we, uh, where, where there's, I mean, everybody, everything was being done in the yeah. States. So we have to go there. You know, like, yeah, I, I know we have to. And still, and, and uh, you know, it was, uh, Easy for us because the United States was like next, right next door. So what we did was uh, he he wrote and draw a comic book uh, called uh, Battle Bots, oh. and, he, and he hired me to to color it. And his plan was to to make the whole the whole comic book like uh, the, the the whole four, 24 pages. Mm -hmm. uh, in color and you know like balloon with balloons and dialogue and everything and go to comic the comic con it was 98 i think 1998 uh go to comic con and, and try to to shop it around and see who who bought it mm. you know like go to a publisher and say see if they were interested mm -hmm. uh we finished it he i didn't have a visa to travel to the states in that year so he went alone and he came back with a contract from Dark Horse. Oh, Jesus Christ! He could, I mean, like, you know what? He, you succeeded. Dude, that, that was that was that was uh, like insane because I don't see that working right now. You know? No, no, I mean, you don't. No, nobody's gonna like. You're not gonna go unless it's a fuck really fucking good book or something. But you're not gonna go to Image right now or Dark Horse. No. You, with a copy of your book and say, can you, can do you want to publish this? And they go, oh, yeah, even, sure. Even before, like even beforehand, even before the COVID world and shit like that, like that's the thing too, is like people thought you could easily do that. No, it was rare that actually happened. If you went to them and were like, hey, you want to publish this? And they said, sure. Usually you have done a lot of shit in the comic book business. And you've yeah, done was, a lot already. I, yeah, I, 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 I think we got, it was like the the time the the sign of the times, or uh, you know, it was uh, something was brewing in in those in those years for that mm -hmm. to happen. It was like uh, it was in the stars. I don't know. I think it was that sign of the times because you could easily do that. You really could easily way do it so much easier back then. Yeah. So he came back with uh, with that contract. We 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 only offered like a four issue 
four or five issue uh, miniseries for them. And they said, mm-hmm. no, we, we want nine. nine issues. Oh, oh, so okay. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you willing to pay me more? We make more where you get to create a little bit more? Then no problem. Yeah, no problem. So so that was the first time I got paid for uh, for doing a comic book. Shit, very because, nice. Because uh, after that, I, 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 uh, I got in the Dark Horse payroll mm-hmm. for a co- as a colorist. And we not only did that book, we book we also started doing color work uh, for Dark Horse. We start we do we did a lot of shit for them in those mm-hmm. days. Uh, and the guy the guy that that I did the the, the book with uh, is called Francisco Velasco. He uh, he now is uh, is a concept artist that works. Uh, he worked for uh, Guillermo del Toro. Oh shit. So he ended up hitting big. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's like, wow. That's legendary. That would be legendary to hear a friend say like, oh, yeah, I work with Guillermo del Toro. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Jesus, man. Jesus. But yeah, it was, I mean, that was oh, like 20, 23 years ago. Oh, 20 yeah. years ago. oh my God. Shit. I know. Yeah, listen, don't look back at time. I'm feeling old right now <laughs> with a bunch of stuff already. This past year, like, you know, the Cine came out that you went to the premiere of and waited in line. Yeah. Oh, that's 10 years old next year. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I know. Oh, no. it's a, all these fucking movies that like, like are like 10 years old. Now it was like, the, but I just saw it in the, on the theater. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what? Watchmen is 12 years old. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm I, going to I IMAX did, and seeing that. I did not. I did not know that. And I didn't want to know. Yeah, no shit. I saw that today when I was scrolling on the phone. I was like, oh, god damn it. No. No. Ugh. Somebody well, somebody was, I was reading, like, articles about, uh, about uh, you know, Kill Bill 3. Yeah. And uh, they, they they were talking about the, that the, the, the little kid from uh, from uh, Bernita Green, I think it was, the, 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 uh, the bride killed her, her mom. Yeah, and yeah. she spared the, her her daughter in the movie, yeah. and uh, there's this dialogue that she says that when you grow up, come come and look for me, you know, for see you want revenge, and they're talking about doing that story, right. and I'm thinking like uh, like, but that kid is, um, how many years have are they gonna do it in the future or something? But I, but I, I realized that kid is like twenty something right now. She they is. Can, they can easily do that movie. It's no. uh, it's fucked up. Uh, I hate life. <laughs> it's, it's a love hate relationship. Oh my god, Edgar, good man. I want to say we're coming near the end of the show, man. I want to say is thank you for taking the time to come on to this podcast. Hey, no this problem. Last man. Thank you. Holy Thank you for getting me out of, out of the house virtually. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I hope you like look around. I hope you like the studio. Uh, oh, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these toys and everything is really—it's very nice. I mean, shit. I'm looking around my home studio right now. I'm gonna be honest, slash room, and there's a lot of toys. There's <laughs> a lot of I toys. Knew, I, a lot of crazy I knew it. shit. I knew it. We all—we all have the same—the same room, man. Oh my we god. All... Well, I have a shelf <laughs> full of like animal stuff too, from working with animals and fossils and jazz like that. So, in fairness, I got a little bit of everything, and I got sports. I got a—I got a table full of hockey gear right now too. So, That's fairness. Awesome. That's uh, awesome. Well, good man, where could people find you at on social media? And is there anything coming out that you want to promote real fast? 
Yeah, on social media, my name is uh, Delgadoc. It's like my, it's a, it's a combination of my name, Delgado, with Doc, Delgadoc. You can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter uh, with that with that uh, handle. On uh, Facebook, just just Google Ultradoc and you'll find me also. And uh, stuff coming up. Well, I'm working. I'm working right now on uh, Strange Academy for Marvel uh, with Roberto Ramos and Scotty Young. Also, I'm doing. Uh, I'm under regular colorist on on uh, on Marvel's more others. Which is an X Men book, and um, and also doc, you can find the, the books uh, on Amazon. Uh, there uh, I have four, no three, three books right now. So also doc, and all this other series called Los, Los Valiants. It's like Valiant, but uh, with an S at the end. Love Just Google it. my name, you'll find it. You can find them on on, on, on uh, soft cover and also on, uh, on Comicsology. So if you want, you Love you could check it out. It's cheaper on Comicsology if you want to check it out before buying the uh, the regular, uh, you know, actual copy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to check check that out, you'll make me a very happy man. <laughs> well, folks, you heard him. Go fucking check it out. Oh, what do you wait for? Make him happy. We need to be happy these days. Come on. Yeah, make oh, me man. happy on on this uh, uh, on the on the on the way to the vaccine. Exactly, and also make him happy so we we can not feel old anymore. Oh yeah, help 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 an old, old man out. Here's an raid by Did you know Watchmen was a? Oh wait, hold on. <clears throat> Did you know Netflix used to sell DVDs in the mail, and you would order them, and they'd ship it to you, and then they'd <laughs> ship it out back again. All right, Grandma, that's enough. <laughs> like no, I'm a dude. I'm a dude. <laughs> Yeah, that whole thing. That was a fun time. But thank, like funny. I said, Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I talked about that on the last episode. It was, it was a lot of crazy shit. Or the episode before, depending on when this comes out. The good man. Thank you for coming. On. I'll let you know when the episode comes out. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Of course, Edgar. You're welcome back anytime. By the way, too. Wow, that w- that'll be fun. Sweet. Thank you, Edgar. You have a good rest of your day. Okay, man. You too. Take care, man. Bye. Bye.